Hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 141. I am your host, Eric Manning, and it is August, baby. It is the eighth month, which obviously uh, for me is my should be my favorite month, being eight is my favorite number. Um, but it means we still have a little bit more heat to deal with before we start getting some cooler temps. So anyway, uh, the show launches on August 1, 8-1. So uh, happy August, everybody. July is behind us. Um, just wanted to uh, quickly let everybody know that I did not have one beer this past week. So there is no beer of the week because I don't want to go back to a beer I've already tried. It's going to be every week, and I didn't have a beer last week, which is a little surprising. I understand for no specific reason. Just didn't get around to it um, with everything going on. Um, I have some in the fridge. I have some good ones, but no beer of the week for uh, the first day of August, which is my favorite month. But anyway, moving forward, uh, this past week, we uh, have some exciting news to announce, which is really going to shake things up a little bit here at the Trail Manners podcast and uh, here in Ogden for me. Um, Talked about it last week about some um, news that I wanted to announce, and I am going to announce that today. I thought I would wait a week or two, um, but I'm super excited about it. It's a fantastic opportunity for myself. Um, I am actually changing jobs. So uh, I've been doing corporate sales for about two and a half years, uh, working from home, um, which I've absolutely loved for sure. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, um, I got a, we got a text message and a phone call of an opportunity, and I decided to throw my hat in the ring and... Uh, it worked out. So starting August 16th, so just a few weeks away, I will be the uh, new assistant executive director for Weber Pathways, a nonprofit group here in the Ogden area uh, for Weber County. And I'm super excited about that. Um, it's, it's a group that I've um, been associated with in one way or another, going to meetings, helping with trail work, um, I guess, however you want to say it, but um, Weaver Pathways is a great organization. Um, They create um, and build trails. They also uh, get the community involved. Um, They promote, construct, protect of public pathways, trails, and open spaces um, for Weber County, which Weber County is a large area here in the Ogden area. My office is going to be about four blocks away, so I've been looking at getting a bike, just a bike back and forth. Um, But, boy, I, I... I first need to say how excited and honored I am just to be a part of the organization. As many of you know, I was a part of the Ogden Trails Network, which is Ogden City, uh, for quite a few years. And I stepped down from that a month or two ago, um, volunteer-based, but I still am involved in the trails. Um, this call came out of nowhere, um, totally from left field. And like I said, it was an opportunity that I had to give a shot. Um, I probably would have regretted not, and it just worked out, so... August 16th, I will be the new Assistant Executive Director for Weber Pathways here, and I am so honored and excited to see where that leads. Um, it's a great group of people, great organization, a um, lot, of, lot of stuff going on here in the next little bit. So I will be training under the Executive Director, uh, Mark. He's been with Pathways for quite some time, and he has done an amazing job, him and the, the whole group, um, for everything they've done in the area for you know, motorized pathways to, you know, bike paths to trails, everything in the area that they've been a part of is, is, 
is special, um, and it's leaving a lasting impression on our community because it's just get outside, be healthy. Ogden's such a destination location, but it's also Weber County, so you've got so many cities involved. Um, it's a large area, and I couldn't be more excited and nervous. Um, big shoes to fill uh, when Mark retires in March as the executive director, so I'll just be training under him, and um, everything goes well. be taking the executive director role over at that time. But i got to prove myself first, so I am super excited, super nervous, um, but it's definitely going to be quite a life change. Um, it is an office job, so it's not working from home, setting kind of your own hours a little bit. This is more of an 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, um, government meetings, uh, board meetings, um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, the, the job description was a little spooky, to be honest with you, um, but I'm really excited for the challenge and to see what I can do uh, just to help an already amazing group um, move forward in any way possible. So I'm super excited about that. What does that mean for the podcast? Well, it just means I can't do podcasting during the day, which is fine. Weekends, evenings, um, I can still be doing that. And uh, coming up here pretty quick, I'll be meeting with somebody in our area, uh, a friend of the show and a, a longtime friend of myself, to do some brainstorming to uh, to kind of reinvigorate the podcast. Um, I think it's been lulled long enough, and I think with the excitement of a, so much life change going on for me, um, selling the house, getting a car, new job, you know, all these things, uh, it's time to take this to the next step and the next level. So there'll be a brainstorm session here coming up for Trail Manners with some new ideas, some new flavor, and some spin on things, but keeping keeping authentic to what we've done over the years as well. Um, just some new twists. So if you've got any ideas, um, any topics, uh, that you want to hear about, so please send them to me at manners at trailmanners.com. Um, we will be getting back full bore, full head of steam, um, and I'm super excited about everything that's happening. I mean, my life is is filled with so much fun right now. I've um, got some trips coming up, um, but some of them have been put on hold because of starting a new job. It's not like you can just take all this time off, and like I said, I'll be training under Mark in a very short window. I know from now till March seems quite a ways away, but when you realize everything that Mark does for Weber Pathways and everything I need to get up to speed on, there isn't enough time. And Mark, like I said, has done such an amazing job and is such an amazing guy. I don't even want to say there's shoes to fill because it's never going to happen, but I just hope I can slide in and and uh, keep things running. And um, hopefully, you know, whatever that means, let's take it to the next level. So just a lot of change, but like I said, that means this weekend, in just a couple of days, my favorite race of all time, I will not be attending. Um, El Vaquero Loco that's happening this weekend. Um, I've got my five-year buckle. I've ran it seven or so times. I pretty much go up every year. Last year, I cooked burgers. This year, I will not be going up. Um, simple fact, I'll be closing out my my existing job, um, trying to get everything to leave that in good hands and leave that uh, on a positive note, plus... My daughter's starting school. I'm coaching soccer. There's so much going on, I just can't get away. And that makes me pretty bummed because I have some pretty fun ideas coming up. But it, good luck to everybody at El Vaquero. Like I said, I, I usually am there every year. Say hello to Ty. Give him a good handshake. Grant Nicholas, everybody. There's so many people I know up there, and I think that's what makes it more difficult not being able to go is just not being able to see so many amazing people at literally my favorite race of all time. So... That's just a little bit of what's going on here. Um, like I said, don't uh, don't go away. Don't give up on me. Um, the Trail Manners podcast will be back with some great interviews. Um, we're getting some lined up, some solid topics, and a few little tweaks here and there just to 
put some new blood into the show. Um, like I said, I'll have some guest hosts that I'm lined up already um, to help me, even with single track sessions, to kind of make it funner for the listener. And uh, I'm really excited. So there's a lot of positivity going on right now, which is a needed change. It's been a rough couple of years, to be honest with you. And I'm just really looking forward to the future. But um, I'm super excited about this opportunity with Weber Pathways. Um, like I said, it came out of left field. When it first came to me, I was kind of like, ah, oh, that'll be cool, you know, maybe I'll throw my hat in. And then as the time went on, day, hours, I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to do this. This should be a lot of fun. But it comes with a lot of responsibility. And, you know, it's a little bit of pressure as well. Um, raising money, funds, because it is a nonprofit, um, a lot of things going on. So we'll keep we'll keep touch base on that, kind of keep see how that thing's going. But August 16th is my... And between now and August 16th, I even have meetings, a board meetings, city county meetings, commissioner meetings, and a ribbon cutting that um, I'm going to be not a part of because I had nothing to do with the project, but be up there um, as a part of that. So anyway, that's just a little bit about myself and uh, all of you that are could be listening to this as you're driving to El Vaquero. Um, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I don't get to see you. Have fun. Enjoy it. It's such a beautiful course, and I, I really hope to get out to see people uh, in the fall. Um, I have some new plans that I'm kind of working on that I don't want to spill yet um, for myself. But otherwise, um, good luck. Have fun. And, uh, yeah. Also, I want to throw this out there real quick. There's so many races going on all year. But right now it seems like a really busy time of year from, like, mid-July to October. There's just so many races. And if you, you look around, there's races everywhere. I know many listeners we have are, are solid, you know, uh, trail runners that have been in the in the in the uh, sport for quite some time. I know there's some new ones as well that listen um, for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> but I can't encourage everybody enough to volunteer at a local race. I know it takes a lot because you got you know work or family or, or your own training or running the race. But if you have an opportunity, um, even cut, a, cut a, I don't know, cut out a little time to volunteer to race. There's so many races, and I know the race directors really could use your help. And it's such a great way not just to give back to the trail running community, but also be a part of behind the scenes, especially if you're new to the sport or getting into it or maybe have questions or maybe, you know, kind of dipping your toe in. Man, if you go to a, a race and volunteer, it'll answer a lot of questions for you, kind of the behind the scenes stuff as well as just kind of get you amped up to see, um, I don't know, what uh, what it's all about. And it goes for such a great reason, just helping other runners because there's two th- Two ways of thought. You're helping the race director, obviously, but I think more importantly, I look at it as helping other runners. Um, race directors need volunteers. I'm a race director. Um, I know how important volunteers are, trust me. But I think as a runner, you understand how important volunteers are. And so if you're volunteering, think of it not necessarily always as, oh, I'm helping this race director. And I know a lot of people think about it. This race director, quote, unquote, make more money. Um but I think giving you a peek behind the curtain lets you know what goes into race directing, but also what goes into running and volunteering. So, and I don't mean this for any specific race, but I, there's so many out there in your areas, I'm sure. But if you get that up, and I know many of you do, and I tip my hat because I've seen some of you that have helped me personally at a race being a volunteer, and I, I know I've volunteered at races. It just is a big, big deal. So if you get that opportunity, like I said, especially if you're new to the sport, um, volunteer a little bit. Finish lines are fun. Aid stations are fun. But there's so many other things, marking courses, um, cleaning up after the race as far as course markings, registration check-in, packet you know, pickup, uh, stuffing race bags. There's so many aspects that I don't think a lot of people understand what goes into a race. Buying, buying the stuff for an aid station, um, whatever it is. So 
that's my little two cents on volunteering at races. Um, that's no specific race in mind, just all the races, right? Keep that good good mojo coming. So um, next up, we are want to wish best buddy, love you, brother, Scott Jaime. Scott Jaime embarked August 1st at 5 a.m., Waterton Canyon in Colorado, doing the unsupported Colorado Trail. Um, that's Water, Waterton Canyon near the Denver to Durango, 400 plus miles unsupported, which means he's carrying everything with him. Um, obviously, he can pick up stuff in the towns, you know, buying jerky, right? Because you got to have jerky, just in case you see Sasquatch. But man, what a what an awesome! I, I had the pleasure of visiting with Scott a couple weeks ago, staying with him for a few days and hanging out with him, going to some breweries, talking about this. And it's such an awesome endeavor um we talked about how it's kind of a quote-unquote walkabout you know he's he's like you mentioned he's turning 50 in september um he's set the fkt supported on the colorado trail which has been broken and if you get a moment a lot of people look for stuff check out uh running the edge the colorado trail uh, matt trappy put it together of scott jaime's fkt on the colorado trail such a fun piece um, i was fortunate enough to have a small part in the uh, documentary film, um, whatever it is, um, take some time and check that out. But talking with Scott, he talked about how he was a little bit of afraid, um, uh, because last time he did it, he's done it a couple of times, but it's been supported. So he's had people, you know, pulling into a trailer at a campground. He's had ice food, everything's ready for him to go, but now he's on his own sleeping in the woods, supplying everything he has, taking care of himself. Um, how, how scared, there's the unknown, right? You just don't know. So much can happen, especially in Colorado um, with all the snowpack that's still there. But, man, we want to wish Scott good luck. And we're going to have him on the show um, in September, uh, probably around his birthday, to talk about this um, unsupported Colorado Trail. And I won't get into more detail than that right now. But we want to wish him luck. You can track him if you go. And I'll see if I can find the link and post it so you can track how he's doing. I don't have the um, FKT unsupported off the top of my head. I know that's something that's in there, but it's not necessarily only about that. It's just kind of that, like I said, that walkabout. You're, you're alone. Obviously, you'll see people on the trail you can have conversations with, but what an awesome what an awesome experience. So good luck, Scott. First guest we've ever had on the podcast. The guy that got me into trail running. The guy that gave me this sickness and illness. Um, love you, brother. Good luck. Um, speaking of running and races, we have had a ton slash plethora of races going on. We've had our friends at the Palisades put their race on Palisades Old Trail Series. We've had the High Lonesome, Never Ending 100K, Pikes Peak, um, White River, Stand Hope, uh, Tushers, Elkhorn Crest, Burning River 100. I mean, there's been so many races going on. Um, and there's so many more coming up. Um, the Ute 100 here in Utah, like I mentioned, Elva Caraloco, um, you know, Wasatch and the Bear right around the corner and some other big hundreds. So there's so many races left on the calendar uh, for the remaining year. Havelina in October, um, Jim Skaggs Fall 50K or Half Trail. And if you're in the area, that's a must do. It's such an awesome part of the island you get to go on. Um, but there's so many races and I love to see so many photos through social media of people and the effort that's gone into that and so many of the celebrations with their crew and their pacers. 
Um, I know a lot of people don't use them, and that's fine, um, however you want to do it. But there's so many races going on. We're not going to cover everything. That's that's just here in the USA, USA. There's so many more <laughs> across the across the way um, in Europe, and there's some big races you may have heard of coming up here pretty pretty soon. But we've also had I don't know the Bark Trail Mountain Race, which is um, very what do you call it? Uh, it's pretty. I don't know. It's a good race, right? Let's leave it at that. Anyway, so there's a lot of races coming up. I know a lot of you are um, getting ready and lining up for races. I want to take a quick second. Um, a really good friend of the show, and I can't wait to see him. Matt Ozanek just did the High Lonesome 100, and uh, he's not uh, on social media, so I want to take a moment here to tell him congratulations. Um, solid Earth guy, him and his wife, um, awesome. And he's, if you remember, months ago he had broken his leg, and so this is such a such a big deal to come back from something like that um, and race 100. And I know he's got the bear coming up pretty soon. Um, but, Matt, I just want to say congratulations, bro. We, we've been thinking about you, and we're, we're super excited for you. And just just happy to know you. You're one of the good ones, and you make uh, you make this sport better um, by who you are. So congratulations on, on that accomplishment. Um, next up, we'll... Uh, like I mentioned, we're going to do a few few tweaks to the podcast. One thing we need to do is get a new intro. Um, I know we've talked about that for a little bit with Joel no longer being part of the show and an outdated intro. I've got some new music, but I need help writing the intro. So if you have any ideas for the new intro um, for the podcast, you haven't heard it for a while because we haven't done a Tuesday show for a little bit, um, but it's uh, if you go back to a Tuesday show, um, that's the intro that we kind of introduce our, our Tuesday show with our podcast. Talk about me and Joel. From the 78 Volkswagen bus, we're going to redo that. We still have the bus. It's in the shop. Weird, I know. Um, but we will be getting that back soon as well. Um, then i got to find a place to park it. Um, but, yeah, if you have any ideas for that new intro or you're, or you're a snazzy, gifted writer and have some ideas, send them on over. Uh, we'll be recording that uh, here hopefully shortly to kind of kick things off after my fun little brainstorm session um, to get things going. But, again, if you have any ideas on uh, guests, I know we have a list, right, that you've sent us before, and that's compiling up. If there's some new guests you want to hear about or some topics, uh, let us know, or just some uh, average tweaks. I mean, we're here for you guys. It's not just about what we want to do at Trail Manners, but what you want to hear because, obviously, people don't listen. It's not really worth it. And I still do get the occasional email, phone call, text, whatever it is, um, so I know people are still listening on some level. And we're still doing the Facebook thing. Um, not as much on InstaKitty, as Joel liked to call it. Um, we'll be revamping our social media presence as well, but I've been kind of drifting away from the social medias a little bit too. So um, we got some fun ideas, though, and I hope you enjoy them. And uh, we're always open to suggestions to what you want to hear, what you want to see, or who you want to talk to. So let's get into it. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, cover some woody footy. I uh, had a lot of good photos this week, some beautiful ones. Some of you are just killing it. Um, I know last week's winner, Mark um, Mark Davis, had another one. He's up in the Tetons, which made me extremely jealous um, for him to be up there. Uh, we had a few from Pfefferhorn, Pfefferhorn excuse me, with Jeremy and Fahadek and Peter Van Horn. Andrew Giles had a great one um, in Edmonton's River Valley. That looks beautiful. Um, love to uh, get a close look at that. Christopher Pack, another good friend of the show, he uh, has a picture of Matt Ozanek running the High Lonesome 100. How cool is that? Uh, some some pictures from Tushers. Uh, Jim Skaggs, Desert Peak Wilderness. 
Lee Brown, man, your Lee years was money. Never summer 100K. The cloud formation there, I would probably lay it on my back and just stare at the clouds for a little while, even though I was in a race. Uh, Lori Foringer, another great friend of the show that I had the pleasure of meeting up at El Vicaro a few years back. She did the High Lonesome uh, 100 as well. Uh, Jeff Fulmer, uh, an RD, he was out on sweeping the, the putts course. Um, beautiful photos. Melissa Clark had a good one of the T- in the Tetons. A lot of good Teton photos, guys. You're making me jealous. Um, Turtle Miller, you're disqualified because there's a picture of the road, but uh, it was a pretty sunset. Oh, so many good ones. Uh, Nebo from Logan Ledford. Ty Draney posted uh, the favorite pl- your favorite place on earth, Trail Manners, and it is, Ty, and I just guts me that I won't be up there, not just to see the race, but support you, give you a big hug, and thank you for everything you do with that race. And in, in, in the sport in general. Uh, Chris Raver, American Fort Canyon to Brighton. Had some beautiful wildflowers. Um, where else we got? Cameron Kershaw, Mystic Lake, Montana. I got to get up to Montana. Jeremy Haddock doing some uh, some craziness on a rock. Uh, you're strong, Jeremy. I couldn't do that. Dave Stevenson, Southern Utah. And Dave, I still can't imagine what the heat is down there. But this week's winner, Far Woody Footy Awards. <sighs> I know you've heard it's like a broken record, but I'm working on the stinking hats. I just can't get someone to get a hold of me. But um, these are sponsored by Turtle Miller, Caldwell Banker, and St. George. I know real estate is going off right now. Get a hold of Turtle. He's such an amazing guy if you're ever in that area to uh, to buy some real estate. But this week's winner, I just, uh, wow. I, I always look at these, and not that all these other places I want to be, but it's kind of that uh, love at first sight, right? That holy grail moment when you look at it and go, oh so pretty this one this week goes to wesley ross um picture of alta brighton area um is just gorgeous i was uh it just stuck with me so congratulations wesley um you're this week's winner woody footy which means we will be using your photo to launch the single track session number 141 um very much appreciate you um what do you call it uh, participating and posting this photo because it is absolutely stunning as many as, oh, there's a lot. There's probably 10 that could have been in the mix for sure. Um, but keep posting those. Keep them coming. Uh, we really appreciate it um, at the podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's this week's winner of the Woody Footy. Wesley Ross, Alta Brighton area. It makes me want to be there as well for sure. So thank you very much for posting. Next up, how about uh, some Ask Trail Manners? Now, we got three good ones this week, so I want to thank Dave, Megan, and Mark, um, and we'll we'll get through those here pretty quick. Um, I want to thank them for sending in the Ask Trail Manners questions. I love love the questions. Again, I'm not a professional. Um, I did not stay at Holiday Inn Express last night, but I answer these based on just experience that I've had as well as just, what do you call it, my opinion. So, again, these are not scripture right they're not like you this is the only way first one's coming from our good friend david stevenson oh david i can feel for this man and this is one we've had before and um if anybody else has any ideas boy i would love it if you would post on facebook for the single track session 141 because i think so many people go through this and everybody has a different thought process or different way of approaching it but here's here's the question i've lost my running mojo i still I'm still getting out, but most days it's just going through the motions. How can I get my running mojo back? Glad you're back, Dave Stevenson. Well, Dave, I'm glad I'm back too. 
It was two weeks in a row. This is two weeks in a row. We're setting the trends like working out. Once you get going, it makes it easier and you feel better. But boy, it's that in-between phase that sucks. But David, this is a great question. I, I can feel for you. I have not run, and this is bad because this is a trail manners podcast for trail running. I haven't run since like August, excuse me, August, <laughs> since today. I have not run since April like 17th when I did Zion, and that's because of my Achilles. Now, there's two things to this. One, I've been told not to. Um, and two, I'm a little nervous to again because I don't want to get injured, because I don't want to set back. I'm tired of setbacks. I just want to be able to be out there. So, But also, along the way, too, I've lost a little bit of that mojo because I know what it's going to take to get back being off. This is the longest I've gone without running in over 15 years. Um, so what do we, uh, say, say mid April, right? So May, June, July, like three months. And I haven't had like, I want to be out there, but it makes me nervous. So how do you get your running mojo back? Well, here's a few things. One, this one's the one that always helps me. And that's part of the reason I brought it up at the beginning of the show. Volunteer. I think every time I've gone and volunteered at a race, especially near a finish line, it brings me goosebumps and it makes me more motivated because I see the excitement again. Why everybody has a, a different why, right? And what's out on the trail, every race, there's a different why. So I think sometimes it's finding your why, why do I run, right? Why do I go through the motions? Well, you go through the motions, I think, because you still enjoy it. You still like it. Um, but you just got to find that love for it again. So sometimes things is taking a little bit of time off, you know, to kind of let the body recharge, but also have that want again, right? Something you haven't had. Um, I think volunteering is a big one. I think seeing other people succeed or seeing other people go through those struggles that you've gone through can motivate you. Um, sometimes it's, it's as simple as watching a motivational movie. Everybody has them, right? Everybody has something that when they watch it, they can get goosebumps or they feel like getting up right away and going to work out or run or whatever, it could be as simple as that. Those are some basic ones I know that I've used in the past, but volunteering at a race for me is always, it's probably been my number one, right? Because I, I leave a race, I leave an event, and I just feel so charged, right? It's like it recharges my system to see that. Um, but sometimes, sometimes just a little time off is good too. Um, I don't think as much as you run, I don't think David, I don't think you're going to lose fitness. You know, it might be if you take a week or maybe two off, you might, that first run might not be as fun, but it could be the opposite. Or it's something where you don't take a watch. You don't take headphones. You don't set out for a certain mileage. You just run how you feel, right? So you're kind of exploring again. You're not a slave to the watch. You don't have something in your ear. You're kind of in tune with nature or maybe it's reverse maybe you usually don't run with music and something you might throw an earbud in um, to give you a different thought or perspective on that as well so i think there's a lot of different ways to try and get it back but i think everybody's different on what that is and it's finding what that is for you so those are just ideas i've used so please listeners if you have any for david and for anybody else because i think a lot of people go through this um especially as much as we run and especially it's year-round um I think everybody goes through this. So if you have something that works for you or even ideas, please, please, please post them on Facebook under Single Track Session 141 that came out on August 1st, Thursday, 2019. 
because I think it's good for everybody to have that peace. Sometimes, David, it's going somewhere different, you know, somewhere you haven't been. Because um, sometimes we train on the same trails because of convenience, because we know certain things. So exploring, I think, is a big one. Um, exploring a little bit more. Maybe it's not running. Maybe it's just going out for a walk, you know, just to... I know sometimes I'll go on a hike, and I find myself going... I should be running. I feel like I'm going so slow, and sometimes that'll kick that gear, right? So it could be a multitude of things, and and it might be more than one thing. Or, yeah, like I said, everything, everything's different for everybody. So give those a try, and if someone else has something, hopefully they'll they'll uh, post that on social media. But those are just ideas that I've heard and I've used before. Um, not always to success, because I think it just depends on where you're at. So. And sometimes it's outside stressors that need to go away first. I know that's the case for me. There's some outside stressors I've had for quite a while, a year plus. And when those start to dissipate, I think that it helps refocus and recharge as well. So hope that helps, David. Um, wish you the best, buddy. Um, keep me posted, too. If there's something that does work for you that kind of helps switch that, let me know. All right, next up, this is from uh, Megan from California. And it says, all right, trail manners, time to pick a side. I had a discussion with people in my running group about racing. I have labeled, I have labeled races A, B, and C races, A being focus races, B being races I use to prepare for A races, and C races that I approach for fun and not feel some pressure. A few in my group mentioned that I am silly to pay for races that I'm not going to race, that's in quotes, them. I guess I can somewhat understand their side, but what do you think showing up for a race not having a focus slash a race? Is that a bad idea? Solve it, please, Megan from California. Oh, Megan, oh, Megan. I will pick a side, but that's not doesn't mean that it's right. This is my approach, and I've had this conversation with many, 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 many people, and I think we've talked about this on the show more than once over the past four plus years, but it has been a while. I am, here we go, here's my side I'm picking. I am a race labeler. <laughs> I do not, um, I, my, my, my thought is I don't pay or go to races that I'm not quote unquote racing them. And here's why. Oh my gosh, this is a big question. So number one, I never plan to win a race. That's never a goal, and it's not in my head. I know that's not going to happen. So when I hit a race, generally my I have A races, B races. I don't know if I say C races, but I get what you're saying. So you've got your A race, your, this is my race of the year or two of the year, and B is prepping me for it. And then the other ones are just maybe sign up on a whim, sign up with friends, maybe exploring, maybe it's recovery, whatever it is. Number one, I don't think it's anybody's business. It's everybody's opinion to do what they believe in and what they want to do. Um, silly to pay for races. If you really want to get after the people that are coming hard at you, <laughs> you see what they pay for in a day, in a week, in a month. We're in a society, we spend money for silly reasons all the time. Now, that's not labeling anybody, and I know there's people that are better than that, you know, that don't, that are very conscious, but... Man, you walk around. Everybody's got cell phones. Um, okay, let's let's. I'm not, I'm generalizing. So if you don't have a cell phone, don't get mad at me. But I'm just saying, in general, you see everybody with cell phones. You see people with Jaybird earbuds, uh, iPods, or what are they called? I, yeah, iPods. No, not iPods. 
I don't know, ear pods. Gosh, dang it. So you have those. Um, cars, nicer bike. Everybody has what they want to spend money on. And you know what? If you earn it, you deserve to spend it on whatever you want. So as far as spending money to pay for race, not racing, who cares, right? That's your choice. You know, sign up for them. I have a race. I do a races and I do races that prepare them. And I think if you talk to a lot of good coaches out there, a lot of times they'll do that. They'll set you up for B races to get you ready for a races. Maybe it's a, a mountainous 50 because you're running a mountainous hundred or in that range, a mountainous marathon to run a mountainous 50. Because I always say train on what your race is going to be. And so a lot of times it's hard to put on a, you know, if you want to run 30 to 50 miles, sometimes it's difficult to set yourself up with aid. So putting in a race where you've got aid, you're on a similar type of course, um, and you can test your training, I think is quality. I really do. C races, I don't label them C races, but... Um, races that I always know, like I want to go to, like an El Vaquero, for example. I don't always go there going, I'm going to win this race. This is my focus race. Do I want to go there and do better than years past? Absolutely. But I know there's times like the year I got my five-year buckle, I wasn't in very good shape and I knew I wasn't going to PR the course, but I was there to get my buckle and celebrate that accomplishment. So I think you do whatever you want to do and makes you happy. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Um, and I know you're not like this, I'm sure, Megan, I don't know you, but we get caught up in so much of that, and I, I again, I'll go back to it. I blame social media for that and ourselves. You know, we put ourselves under undue pressure a lot of times based on other people, but do what makes you happy. If there's an A race you want to go do, go do your A race. If there's a B race that's getting you ready for that, who cares? You know, because you're there for you, and that's all that matters. Everybody, like I said, does this for a different reason. I think it's important to stick to your guns and not <clears throat> feel pressured or like you're doing it wrong because I don't think there's a right way to do any of this stuff. If you look at, uh, you know, even if you look at the, you know, the, the quote-unquote elite runners, they do it differently, you know, as far as their diet, their training, how they train. Um, everybody does it. That works for them. And if that works for you, if the B races know, let you know where you're at for A races or maybe your C race is your celebra- celebratory time with a friend, or sing a new area, um, or maybe it's you want to go and check it out because you want to put it as your A race the following year and you want to scout it. There's so many reasons why people sign up for races. Bettering your time, new location, doing it with friends, um, so many reasons. Do your own. Do your own. I am a full A, B, C, D, whatever you want to do. I am a full on. I sign up for races that I want to sign up for. And race slash run them how I want to race slash run them. And I've been into a race before where I've gone in and I've gone in to say I just want to enjoy it, but I've had a good day and I've pushed it because I felt good. That's your choice. Um, sometimes I've gone to an A race and haven't had a good day, but I, you know, you have to put everything in perspective. So I think go for whatever you want. If they want to give you a hard time, talk to them about their soy mocha latte, skim milk. What you know, whatever, right? That they buy every day because that's they're spending money on stuff too that they that you could be considered silly. So I know it's probably in good fun since you um, they're in your running group, but uh, do what you want to do, right? That's what it's all about. We all do it for different reasons, whether it's a distance. Some people don't race at all. Some people just like to run on the trails and don't have any desire to race. Um, and I think that's awesome. Um, a lot of the end of the day, it's about whatever you want, the people, and what makes you happy. So go make yourself happy, Megan, and don't worry about the A, B, and C. Um, do what works for you. 
All right. Next is Mark from Pennsylvania. Hope that helped, Megan. So thanks for uh, sending that in. Next up, we have Mark from Pennsylvania. All right, Mark. He starts off with a capital help with an exclamation. So this made me nervous. Help. I'm looking for a coach for a race I have in early 2020. Holy crap, dude. 2020 is right around the corner. That was me. Um, Here's what he says. I want to see what I can do with a little structure. I have looked around online, and it is amazing how many coaches are out there. I have seen a few and even talked to a couple that have no real background that I would consider that I would consider they would make a good coach more of a cash grab. Um, they have run a few races, and now they think they are, quote-unquote, worthy of being a coach. Some really talk about what they have done as runners, which is great, but that doesn't necessarily translate into coaching. What is your honest opinion in looking and selecting a coach? Thanks, Mark from Pennsylvania. Mark, this is a money question. In the past, me and Joel have had so many um, off-mic conversations about this because you cannot throw a water bottle and not hit a coach anymore. Um, before, years ago, there wasn't a whole lot. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, okay? But I agree with you 100%. There are so many people out there that think they're a coach because in their area, whatever, they have done well at a race. And now they know because it worked for them. Um, and I know there's people out there, and I hate to say it, but I, I know some that are. it's more of uh, a label. I'm a coach and could be, like you mentioned, a cash grab. But you are absolutely one million percent right. And I've talked to some very knowledgeable people on this, even in anything, right? You said uh, what they do as a runner doesn't make them a good coach. 100%. Any sport, basketball, football, soccer, base, any sport you want to do, just because you have done it does not mean you can coach it. Um, because... Um, sometimes you cannot communicate it. Sometimes you cannot stop thinking about what worked for you. I think running is such a different sport than some of those like team sports um, because there's fundamentals, right? Basketball, soccer, there's fundamentals to whatever you're doing. And I'm a soccer coach, so it's easy to translate. Hey, there's trap, there's passing, there's you know dribbling, there's fitness. There's so many basics, right, that you you have to have on some level before you can move on. In running, um, it's a little different. So. What's my opinion on selecting coach? Number one, um, oh boy, I would interview him, right? And not necessarily um, what they've done. I think that's easy to find on the internet, you know. And I'm, I'll name some coaches for, and this is just an example. There's Ty Draney, okay? Um, Ty is is the stud, and he's a great coach. And I know people that have coached. He's coached, but. He would be a great one, in my opinion, because we've had him on the show. He says he basically says, I won't take anybody because you got to make sure that their goals line up. you got to make sure it's realistic, and you um, have a connection with them. It's not about just making money or getting a program. You have to make that connection. Um, Ty has coached. I've seen his success as a coach, not just at the high school level, but like I said, I've had friends that Ty has coached. I've seen them. Joel, for example, that was on the show uh, for Trail Manners. He, Ty coached him, and I saw Joel get better immediately. Like, I trained with Joel pretty much ever since I started running. And when he was being coached by Ty, um, I've seen a huge improvement. Debbie Farka is another one I've seen huge, huge improvements on. 
So I think sometimes it's asking, okay, who have you coached, right? And you, maybe you can call that person or reach out via social media and see what it's like because sometimes it's how successful, and I'm not saying winning races. Some people have different goals, right? Hey, I want to run this 100 under 24 hours. You know, it's not necessarily winning but reaching your goal. So I think you need to interview them as a coach, get kind of their perspective, what their expectations are, let them know what you're goals are make sure they understand because sometimes a, a good coach um sometimes won't take you because like you know what i don't know if that's something that we can do maybe it's in their eyes not possible which again that's not necessarily the best thing but if you're you know want to run 104 months and go sub 24 and you've never run one before that they might say you know what we might need to readjust your goals um someone that's available I think is a good one. And it's not always bad to see if they're licensed or certified. That doesn't mean they're good, but at least means they've got a little bit of background. Because I've known people that have run a race or two, literally, and started coaching because they had a big running group, right? Or a big following on social media. It's like, hey, I can make a few bucks by throwing out some stuff. Sometimes they need to have a little bit more structure to it, Um So I think it's good to shop around, call them before, you know, call, interview, make your list, I don't know, maybe five coaches that interest you. Um, Call and talk to each one of them. If they don't want to talk to you, then I would probably don't even entertain it because I think that's an important step. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of in a nutshell what I would do. Don't don't get caught up on licensing. Don't get caught up on what they've done as a runner. Um, make sure you interview them and feel comfortable with them. Make sure that they understand your goals and that they mesh. Um, and if you have any questions, I know a slew of coaches that I personally would use. Um, and honestly, near the top of that list would be Ty Draney. Um, and sometimes they're full, you know, it's like, I want you to coach me. Well, we've got a full plate. Um, don't, I don't know about taking a coach that's got 20 plus clients because I don't know if you get enough individual stuff i know a lot of the coaches i know will take five to ten tens a lot um, because a lot of them still work but if you have any questions on specific ideas i'd be more than happy to send you some names um, that i think personally would be good Um, and then you can go from there and maybe it's none of them for you but um, i've seen success with a lot david roche with uh, trevor fooks Um, uh, there's just so many out there but don't get caught up on what they've done as a runner because that's great, but you're not them, and it's more about what they've done for other runners. Um, even if it's someone that's only trains elite type runners, you know, I don't know if that's a mix or where you're at. So make sure your goals line up. Make sure you interview them. Find out who they've coached. Maybe reach out to them to see what success they've had. Don't always look at it as winning races, um, which can be important too, but it depends on what your goals are, Mark. So I hope that helps a little bit. It's just such a big pandora's box once you get into it because i know you can type in trail running coaches right now and you're going to have a couple pages worth i've typed it in before and there's names i don't even recognize and not that i know everybody but there's that's just saying that's how many there are because you look at a lot of i know jeff browning coaches ty draney coaches carl Meltzer coaches some of the what you consider elite successful runners um coach and there's a lot of those um and there's there's a whole nother set after that. So I like the idea of coaching and I wish someday I would just for the accountability and the same as you have some structure and just see what you can do. Um, but make sure you find a good one that you're comfortable with. 
um, and see see what goes. I don't know pricing that if that's a um, concern for you because I know pricing can be a concern for me. But uh, good luck, Mark, and I hope that helps just a little bit. So and that's it for the Ask Trail Manners questions for August 1st. Three of them. So keep those coming. Any questions you have, keep them coming. Any ideas you have, keep them coming. Manners at trailmanners.com. Please stick around. Be patient with me. Um, it's been a big year with Joe leaving the show, some tweaks here and there, starting a new job now. We will, I promise, we will be back. I know I've said that before, and I apologize. We will be back, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, of course, that's how we do things here. But I'm always open to everybody out there because you make it possible. I appreciate all of you listeners out there, especially those that have been with us from day one, which has been so many years ago, four years ago almost, which let's see, October. I think November will be four years. 2015, yeah, four years in, in November was when our first show launched. So, wow, time really does fly, and changes take place. So thank you so much for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast, single track session number 141. I'm your host, Eric Manning. Thank you so much. Have a great week.